the law. Was it my accent? No, it was your accent. <laughs> Faith is a law. Amen? <laughs> this is tough. I don't know what you thought I said, but that, that's what I said. It doesn't work. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But faith is a law. It's, it's important that we recognize, and when we talk about the commandments, we, all, we talk about the Ten Commandments, and we know if I break that Ten Commandment, that's horrible. I don't want to sin against God. But faith is a law. And a lot of people break the law of faith without even thinking about it. These days, I always ask God when he reminds me, I repent. I ask him to forgive me for not being able to believe him enough in this area or in that area. Because faith is a, a law. The spirit room, the spirit room, what we can see is governed by the law of faith. The realm of the Spirit is governed by the law of faith. God only responds to faith. And Satan responds to fear. Both of them are spirits. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13, he tells us of the spirit of faith. And Second Timothy verse 1 verse 7 talks about the spirit of fear. Dear spirits, faith is a law that governs the universe. That's why we talk about the power of faith. Faith is so powerful, the most powerful thing. You can't be righteous without faith. It is called the righteousness of faith because we were born sinners. It's through faith. That we become righteous, have a right standing before God. When you believe what Jesus has done on the cross for you, that's faith. When you embrace it and say, because of what he's done, God has transformed my life. I'm no longer a sinner because I believe in Jesus who died in my place. That's faith. That's what pleases God. That's what makes you righteous. It's faith. It's faith. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 was very clear. For in Christ, not even all circumcision or circumcision prevails or avails anything, it says. Neither circumcision nor or, uh, uh, uncircumcision Avails anything, but faith that works through love. Faith works through love. If you have Bible faith, it will express itself through love. And if it expresses itself through love, then you have fulfilled the commandments. Because love is the fulfillment of the law. And you can't get to God's kind of love except through faith. For by faith are you saved. By grace are you saved through faith. And that's none of yourself. 
So you only get to grace by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. So faith is what it takes to please God. Faith is the only thing that God responds to in the spirit realm. And you have faith because you have believed in the Lord Jesus. God saying, use your faith. You'll go stronger. Use your muscle. You'll get stronger. Don't use your muscle. You'll get weaker. And may disappear after a while. And you get flabby. Okay, scare my kid. You got to use your faith. God cannot lie. If you're saved, you got faith. You have it. We're just not using our faith. Why? Because we're listening to everything else everyone is saying. Instead of listening to what God says to strengthen your faith, eat the protein to get your muscles bigger. It's called the Word of God. Amen? And do some exercise of faith. In Romans chapter 3 verse 27 it says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. It is excluded. By what law? By works? Of works? It says, no. But by the law of faith. Faith is the law. If you break the law of gravity, you suffer. It's true. Jump out of a plane because your father is the president, you're going to die. It's the law of faith. That's what works. So how do we obtain... That's the message, obtaining biblical faith. How do we obtain biblical faith? Bible faith. Because that's the only thing that God answers to. Let me say it, and I said it on Wednesday. God cannot overlook faith. When God finds Bible faith, he'll respond. He will always respond. That's why Jesus said, let them hear and understand with their heart. And if they understand it with their heart and turn, and I should heal them. So once you got Bible faith, God has to do something. Because he cannot overlook it. It's a law that governs the spirit realm. It has to be responded to. And God never fails. He's faithful. Always will respond. So how... Do I obtain Bible faith? Every time there is Bible faith, there is a miracle. Amen? If you have Bible faith, a miracle shows up. Be it unto you according to your faith. If you can only believe, all things are possible to the one who believes. If you have Bible faith, it will always appear. But if you have fear, God says, don't be afraid. Only believe. Exclude fear, believe. All things are possible to the one who believes. Generally, when we talk about faith, what we hear is this. So then, faith comes by hearing. 
and hearing by the word of God. How do we obtain Bible faith? By the word of God. Faith comes through hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes through hearing. So faith is very important. That's the only thing that pleases God. God can never overlook faith. Whenever God finds faith, he responds. Every time. Now when he finds doubt, he is not able to respond. The Bible tells us that. John chapter 6 tells us that. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. That's what we believe. But listen, no one hears directly from God and not believe. You cannot hear from God and live in unbelief. No one hears from God and doubts Him. You cannot hear anything from God directly and you doubt Him. If you read in Hebrews chapter 11, where we call what believers call the hall of faith, that's the people, the cloud of witnesses, over 80% of those people that have written, they heard directly from Him. I said directly from God. Abraham heard directly from God. Move, get up from your, among your family to a line that I'll show you. When God speaks to you, you can't doubt him. And that's the key. And that's the key. God has to be speaking to you directly. No matter what God's talking to you about, even if you have doubt, once you've heard his voice, the doubt's gone. You can't hear from God and doubt Him. It's just not possible. Because His voice, His voice, even though He gives you just one line, just hearing a few words from Him, your doubt's gone. And something rises up inside of you and you're ready to go. You're ready to take on Goliath from then on. Amen. Once you've heard from God, that settles it. That settles it. Because of his voice. Now in Psalm 29, verse 4 and 5, it says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. When you hear his voice, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. When you hear his voice, you see his majesty. You know you can trust him. Faith wells up inside of you. I say it again. No one can hear directly from God and doubt him. Peter heard from him when Jesus said, come. He stepped out of the boat. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Every doubt is broken when you hear his voice. Yes, people read scriptures. 
And you wonder, he says, I've read the scriptures. I'm telling you, I've read from Genesis to Revelation. But he's as slicky as they come. And you wonder, how can somebody who's read scriptures so much don't, can't really believe? You can't see that they have faith. Because they read scriptures, but they never heard his voice. They never heard from him. Maybe they were not looking to hear from him. Now, when we talk about hearing from God, a lot of people say, well, what if, if I hear from God and it's really not from God and it's a Satan sleeping one? Well, if you hear from God, it will line up with his word. And he, sometimes he'll tell you where to find it. That's how he called me. He told me a scripture. Go read it, good luck. Angel, I remember that. He gave me two scriptures. The year 2000. Go read it. I read them two scriptures. I, cha- a book, chapter, and verse. Two of them. And both of them lined up. I never memorized those. I was shocked. I stood there like, oh my God. Why the scriptures so? And they're talking about going out and witnessing and doing all of that. I showed Angela, Angela, Angela got it immediately. She says, what does that mean? I told her, I don't know, but really, I wasn't telling the whole truth. I don't know. I already knew. The next day, God gave me another one. And I said to myself, if I ever, if this one really matches with the other ones, I'm finished. It's over. And guess what? I opened it. That's exactly. And I said, if I tell Angela she's smart, she knows what is going on, and my life's going to change, what would I do? God helped me out. And you know how God helped us out. You cannot hear his voice and doubt him. But you have to be looking. You have to have the desire to hear from him. He brings faith. You have to search. It's so important. A lot of people go to church just to present themselves. And now, you want to know him intimately. So he can speak to you. And transform your life. And his voice. He says, the voice of the Lord is stronger than the voice of many waters. Many waters, you know, the ocean... When it's really rowdy, there's so much noise, God's voice is over that. And yet, when he speaks to you, it's a still, small voice, full of majesty. Full of majesty. You know, God has so many ways uh, to speak to us. Let me say this. God's always speaking. The radio channels are always on, right? If you want to know what they're saying, tune on to that channel. Hello? Tune on to that channel. If you don't tune on, you never hear. God's always speaking. If you doubt it, read Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. Remember that? I saw the Lord. I am mighty. But he couldn't hear him. Until he cried out. And then they touched his lips with the call from the altar. 
And then after that, he could hear him. And God was saying the same thing over and over again. Did he start saying it after that? No, he had been saying it. Isaiah wasn't hearing it. But as soon as Isaiah heard it, he said, Jeremiah, send me. I'm ready to go. You cannot hear God's voice and doubt him. You cannot. And God has so many ways that he is speaking. One of the ways he speaks to us is directly. Directly. You know, if you read in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, he says, beginning from verse 1 there, he says, Samuel, in the days of Samuel, Eli the prophet, he says, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There were no proliferation of revelation. Nothing was going on. And then God began to speak. You know how God revealed himself to Samuel? By his word. Read. That's how he revealed himself to Samuel. The Lord came and he stood and said, Samuel. And Samuel ran to Eli and said, hey, you call. And Eli said, no, go back and sleep. And God came again and said, Samuel. And Samuel ran. And then Eli finally realized the Lord was wanting to speak. And if you go to verse 10, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, the Lord stood again and he called, Samuel, Samuel. And you know what Samuel said? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm hearing. That's what you need to do if you want to hear his voice. Tell him to speak. I'll hear you, Lord. Your servant is listening. And Samuel heard God's voice that day. He was never the same. The whole of Israel realized and recognized a prophet, even though he was a boy. You don't have to be old to hear God's voice. He said, God never allowed a word that Samuel spoke to fall to the ground. Because he heard the voice of the Lord. Now, in Matthew chapter 16, beginning from verse 16, Jesus was saying something. And he was asking his disciples, who do they say I am, the son of man? And some of them were saying, oh, well, they say you are Elijah. And they sort of say you are Jeremiah. And others say you are uh, John the Baptist. And, and, uh, and um, some of them said, the prophet. But then Jesus said, who do you say I am? You know, when I read that scripture, I'm thinking, I don't believe that Peter answered any of those other things. He just was quiet. He knew better. And I'm sure when they were saying, they say you are Elijah, he was saying, that's a lie. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Don't even say that. And so when Jesus said, who do you say? Instantly, he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon, Son of Jonas, by Jonas. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. 
He had heard from God. When you hear directly from God, you're blessed. Blessed are you, Simon, because you heard from God. That was revelation. And uh, Peter was saying, no, no, no. I don't want to hear all of this stuff. You are the son of God. Because Peter had heard from God. You can't hear God's voice and doubt him. But you have to be searching for it. You have to be searching for it. Number two, God speaks through his word. Every verse of scripture has his voice. Every verse of scripture has God's voice. It's there. Sometimes you're hearing a preacher preach and he's saying something and all of a sudden God's speaking to you. Amen? Has that happened to any of you here? Oh, yes. He's speaking. Many times I come, I, you know, after a message, somebody is telling me they've got a message. Uh, that message really blessed me, Pastor. And they proceed to tell you what they heard. And I'm wondering, I wonder if I even said that. <laughs> Because God's speaking. Every time we gather, God's speaking to his people. Changing situations in your life. Changing your life. If you can believe, when you receive the word, your life is transformed. Every time you hear God's word. Every verse of scripture has his voice. Many of you know, you read the scripture one time. And then you go back again and you read again and you wonder, Did I, have I ever read the scriptures before? Because something jumps out of it. He's God speaking to you. Listen to this. In uh, Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, he says, Search from the book of the Lord. Search from the book of the Lord and read. God expects you to read his word. Amen. And God expects you to search. That's why I talk about going to Sunday school. It's very important. He said, search from the book of the Lord and read. None, not one of these shall fail. Not one scripture will fail. Not one scripture will fail. My wife read from First uh, Kings 5, uh, chapter 8, verse 56. Not one promise. They testified. The Jews testified. There has not failed one word of all the great promises that you gave through Moses, your servant. Not one word has failed. God said, search the scriptures. It behooves, if you want to hear God's voice and you want to develop your faith, Search the scriptures. You will find out that not one word will fail. Not a single word will fail. That God has spoken to us through the scripture. He says, search and read. Read. Not one word will fail. Not one shall lack a mate. What is he talking about? Are you looking for a mate? 
believe that scripture. Amen. You find your mates. Hello. Young people don't act crazy like the people of the world. Just trust that scripture, okay? God will give you the best. Listen, you know, when you read that scripture, he's actually talking about animals. Are you not much more to God than animals? If God's going to make, uh, make sure that they have their mates, <laughs> won't he give you your mates? Why are you so worried? That's another kind of sermon. Okay, I'll go with my words. Okay. But yeah, that's the truth. Not one of them. Not one of them. Not one shall lack a mate. For my mouth has commended it, and his spirit has gathered them. You see, when you believe God's word, and you begin to trust him, what he's spoken to you, don't worry about it. You're not the one to make it happen. The Spirit of God will make it happen. All you have to do is believe. The Spirit of God will gather what you are believing, put it together, and bring it to you. The Lord will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have difficulties. Those are your enemies. God will kick them out of your life and then put a table, spread a table. Can you believe the kind of table God can spread before you? Wow. You can eat all you want and you won't gain weight. No kidding. <laughs> uh, I like that kind of table, I'm telling you. No exercise, nothing. No kidding. Just enjoy myself. But every scripture of God has his voice. And it's never too late. You can start today believing God's word. You haven't seen a miracle before? Start believing God's word. You know, God spoke to me years ago. And, you know, I don't know what was happening. But, you know, I've always talked about healing and all of that. And God spoke to me about how to make the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. And I couldn't wait for my wife to wake up. As soon as she got up and I told her, Angela, Angela, I believe I can open deaf ears and I can make the dumb to speak. Angela looked at me like, what have you been eating? Because <laughs> that was good morning for, for, for my wife. Good morning was that. And Angela looked at me, she backed down, she says, it's not you, it's the Lord that does it. Does it. I say, yes, that's exactly what I mean. It's the Lord. I can do it. Amen. And then I was in uh, a city overseas, and they brought a deaf girl, completely deaf. And, and the Lord reminded me. And while everybody was quiet to see what was, ha- was going to happen, I don't remember if the girl was dumb, but she was totally deaf. And I prayed for everybody general. That's very good. Nobody knows what's going on. I didn't have to lay my hands and scream and all of that. But the family targeted. And when everything quieted down, they came and spoke openly. So everybody heard she was deaf. And I have to pray. The place was quiet. So I, I, I kind of chuckled to myself. And the Lord reminded me. You remember the dream you told Angela? Or whatever it was. I don't remember if it was a dream. And he says, and I thought to myself, good, I'll put my finger in her ears like the Lord showed me 
and I will command the demon to come out, and then I'm going to take my finger off so that the demon can have room to get out. You're laughing at me, but that was my thinking. From what, but I was at that stage, I had no fear. It's like, wow, God, you have given me opportunity to do what you showed me. This is going to be exciting. The place was quiet. Everybody was waiting. It was going to happen. And I did that, and I called the demon, you deaf and dumb spirit, come out! And I put my finger off, and I believe that the demon is left. And I went behind her, and I did this, and she did this. Everybody went, oh, this is great. It's happened. When God speaks to you, you can't doubt him. You can't doubt him. You just cannot doubt him. And remember, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If you make a step towards God and he holds you, you're not going anywhere. He gives you a gift. He stays with you. He stays with you. He loves us so much. I wish we can fully understand his love. God's love is beyond what we can imagine. And Satan's constantly lying. He's really busy trying to tell you God's not in your life because you have been too filthy, because you did that thing. You remember you got angry last night? So God is really angry at you. <laughs> God said, if, you, if your brother sins against you 70 times 7 times in one day, you should forgive him. Seventy times seven, he's asking me to forgive a man seventy times seven in one day. Basically, the guy walks up to me, he gives me one, and then before I react, he says, I'm sorry, forgive me. Then I forgive him. And before I recover from that, he gives me another one, and he says, what? Forgive me. Then I have to forgive him. And then he goes again and says, Jesus... You know what the disciples said? Increase our faith. <laughs> if we have to forgive this much, we need more faith. Wow. But think about it. If God's expecting me to forgive that much, what about Him? What about Him? What about Him? All you need to do is draw closer to Him. That's how I believe the scripture. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. By the grace of God, I have no fear. I have troubles. Sometimes the troubles seem to multiply. They come at you so hard. And I recognize it's because of the place God has placed my wife and I. We have to fight this battle. They come and, and there are no guarantees. But I've learned... As long as he's with me, as long as God's with me, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. I got God. I got God with me. With me. He speaks to us through his word. I got so many things to say this morning, but... Hmm. You got an hour? <laughs> Jesus made it very clear to us. So important. 
in Matthew chapter 13. This is something. Every time I read something negative in scripture, I go begging God, please don't let that thing happen to me in this life. Please. I do that. I do that. And God knows I do that. Every time I see something happen that's negative, I go beg him, please. You know, sometime in past, I've just been, I've heard about ministers that, you know, they did something wrong morally, and I'm scared because I believe I'm not as good as these guys, and I don't have as much strength as they have. So I go begging. I make a covenant, please, God. You see, you know, those guys are even, they know more than I do, and I don't know how this happened to them, and I'm not better than they are. But I'm trusting in you. And the Bible says, whatever you commit to God, he is able to keep until that day. So I beg him, please, let's have a covenant together. I don't want to do that. Protect me so that I never do that. And I'm still not sure. The next day I come back to him. You got to protect me. This thing is a problem for me. It's not like I'm being tempted. But I'm looking for my future. And I keep doing that. And one day, it's like something is deposited inside of me. And it's like God has heard me. The fear is gone. And that's, that thing will never happen. Because whatever you commit to God, He will keep it protected for you the way you want it. And the day is coming where He will deliver it to you. And you will say, thank you, Lord. You kept that for me. It's faith. It's faith. His trust in him. This scripture, it says, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. I don't want that kind of prophecy, a negative prophecy, being fulfilled in my life. Which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. I don't want that being fulfilled in my life. God, I want to understand what you're saying. I don't want that part of Isaiah's prophecy to be fulfilled in my life. That doom. Why will I not understand the prophecy that was designed by God for me? That's wrong. So I cry out to him. Open my ears. That's what we said, Isaiah 50, uh, 50 verse 4 and 5. Give me ears that can hear. Give me the tongue of the learned. Anoint my ears so I can hear. Because it says, hearing you will hear and will not understand. A lot of people go to church, they hear the message, but they don't really understand it. I want God to open my ears. And seeing they will see, but they can perceive. For the heart of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, this is very important, their eyes, they have what? Well, if you close your eyes, why don't you open your eyes? You can open your eyes. So God, I tell God, God, my eyes are open. Speak to me. Give me understanding. Open my eyes. I want my eyes open. But you remember, no matter what you ask God, he'll answer you. You want the scripture? 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened to you. For the reason why you get it, for everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. Are you everyone? I'm everyone. Everyone that asks, receives. So all I, can, all I have to do is ask him. I have this addictive problem in my life. I ask him. I want to be free. I come back again the next day. God, do you remember I asked you yesterday? He's a person. God's a person. Do you remember I asked you about this problem yesterday? He remembers. And he said, well, I'm asking you again because I haven't seen some results. And I'll come back again and ask. I've told you here before, we have a language in my country. It's called Pidgin English. And I, I, I was asking God something. I've forgotten. It's been a while. I asked him a lot in English. He won't answer. So I told, I told myself, I'm going to ask him in Pidgin English. He hear me. So I spoke Pidgin English to God that day, and he heard me. <laughs> oh, yes. You want to hear it? No, kidding. <laughs> Their eyes, they have closed. I don't want to close my eyes. Would you open your eyes this morning to God? Tell God my eyes, I want, to, I want my eyes open. I want to understand. I want to understand. Listen. It says, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn so that I should heal them. Once you turn and you have faith, God has no choice. He's going to heal you. Whether it's financial problem, he'll heal you. Your marriage, he'll heal it. Whatever it is. Once you gain understanding from God, it's called revelation. Rema from God. God speaking to you about the situation. Once you understand, you will position yourself and God will have to heal you. According to the word. Amen? That's what this thing of faith is all about. There are things that we must do to, to, to obtain uh, the, the, I mean, to hear the voice of God that breeds faith. First, be spiritual. I have four of them, and I'm going to go through them quickly. And that's another 30 minutes. No, I'm kidding. Uh, be spiritual in your mind. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard the voice. I was in the spirit, Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day, I heard the voice. First uh, uh, Corinthians 2 verse 14. It says, the natural man does not understand, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. So be spiritual. Study the Word of God. That's number two. Number three, pray and fast. If things are difficult, spend some time fasting. Many times I've told myself, I'm going to fast. God, you got to speak to me. And just first day or so, God's already given me an answer. And sometimes, I just decide there's no need to fast anymore. I quit. I got the answer from the Lord. Fast and pray. You remember they were praying in, in Antioch, fasting and praying, and the Holy Spirit said, separate from me 
Barnabas and Saul. So when you're fasting and praying, God's going to speak. The Holy Spirit is going to speak. Also the fourth, praise God. Praise God. Some people came to Elisha, Elisha and they, uh, actually it was Jorah, Joram and, uh, and uh, Jehoshaphat. And they, have, they had to go to war. And they, they said, uh, Jehoshaphat said, uh, Jehoram, that's the son of Ahab. And Jehoshaphat says, don't you have a prophet? He said, we have uh, Elisha, the son of Shepherd. He's a prophet. And they went to him. He says, no, I'm not going to call to God for you guys. What are you doing here? He says, it's not because of Jehoshaphat. I wouldn't even listen to you because you're wicked. That's you're the king. But then he says, okay, call me a musician. Hello? I can't hear from God until I praise him. He says, and you can read that Second Kings chapter 3, verse 15. But now bring me a musician. Let's have some praise and worship. Then it happened when the musicians played and they were praising God. The hand of the Lord came upon him. In other words, God began to speak. Amen. So praise God. Pray fast. Amen. I'm through. Stand up. (laughs) I pray God has spoken to you this morning. This is how we obtain Bible faith. Listening to God's word. Making yourself available. Sunday school, wherever the word of God is being spoken, you're there. All of a sudden, God gives you rema, and your life is transformed. That's what this is all about. All heads bowed before the Lord this morning. Some of us need to give our lives to Christ to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. If you have not done that, You need to do that this morning. God's been waiting for you to come back home. And today you are going to give your life to God. And some of you, if you, you've given your life to the Lord Jesus, but you are not living for him. You're living for yourself. God forbid you die suddenly. You will regret that you were born. Because you had an opportunity to meet with your God face to face. You blew it. It's time to ask him, please, God, help me. I want to live for you. You can't live by yourself. You don't have the strength. You can't live for God on your own strength. But if you ask him, he'll give you strength today. But you have to come with all of your heart, everything, holding nothing back. If you do that this morning and we pray together, I guarantee you God will hear from heaven and a new day would have begun in your life and God will see to bless you in this life. Amen. God says, I didn't ask you to worship me, serve me in vain. I'll bless you. You all heads bowed. Please, let's be respectful to the Lord. You're here this morning and you haven't made a commitment to Christ and you want to make a commitment, a genuine commitment from your heart to God. You want that. You want God to be near you. Don't be ashamed because Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father. Lift your hand up and say, God, I need you. I did that before. Thank you. I see your hand up. I see that hand up right now. Any other person, I see that hand up. Anyone else here? 
Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. We need him. Thank you. Would you pray with me this morning? Say with me, and let's mean it from our heart, because he's here with us. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I surrender my life totally to you. Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Transform my life through the power of your blood and your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my heart, into my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that, your name is being written in the book of life. Let's put our hands together. Let's give him a clap, offering. He deserves.